But I want to talk to you for a few minutes out of the book of John, chapter 21. If you have your Bibles, your iPhones, your iPads, whatever it is that you guys look, uh, look to, we, we're also on the YouVersion app. I know we talk about that every week, but if you go on the YouVersion app, you can follow along with us as well. Um, and I'm going to stand right in the middle so nobody can see anything. And um, Yeah. But John chapter 21, I feel like I... I feel like I have a word for you this morning that I'm supposed to preach to y'all. Okay? Um, I do. I feel like this was something on my heart. And uh, as most of you know, my wife and I had left last week and, and went down to Mississippi um, to see her mom. She'd been battling cervical cancer and stuff like that for several months and was coming, you know, coming through that battle um, fairly well and then was diagnosed with lung cancer. Um, and, and honestly, I'm just going to be real with y'all. It's a, a pretty grim prognosis. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, my daddy was in the hospital, had a blood clot in his lungs. He's, you know, home now, of course, he's on oxygen and stuff like that. And it's just, been, it's just been a lot going on, you know, our family. It seems like just one thing after another, after another, after another, you know. And uh, um, it, 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 y'all know what I'm talking about? This seems like one thing after another, after another, after another. And, and, and as my wife and I were, were driving to Mississippi, we were talking about this story in the Bible right here. Ha, has any of y'all ever drove from Michigan to Mississippi? It is the most boring, horrible drive that you can possibly make. You get to Chicago and you cut back the backside of Illinois and there's nothing. I mean, you better hope you got gas and you ain't got to use the bathroom. That's all I'm telling you, because it is boring. So we had nothing to do but just talk, just talk about stuff. And, and we had talked about this, this story in the Bible. And, and to be honest with you guys, I, I was struggling with it. I was struggling with it because I didn't, you know, want to preach it. I'd, I would have rather preached something else, to be honest with you. But you know what? That's when God really speaks to somebody. Amen. Amen. That's usually when God wants to speak to somebody. And uh, John chapter 21, starting in verse 18. I want you to listen to this. Listen to this. It says, says, most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and you walked where you wished. But when you were old, and this is Jesus speaking to Simon Peter right here. This This is Jesus talking to Peter. He says, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke signifying what death or, or, or the kind of death that Simon Peter was going was to die, which, with which he would glorify God. The kind of death with which he would glorify God. Jesus was prophesying Peter's death here. Okay? And as you know, Peter, he was crucified upside down. Peter was crucified upside down. And, and when he had spoken this, it says right here, he says, follow me. Verse 20 says, then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved. He's speaking to John here. The disciple whom Jesus loved. I don't know what this thing is rubbing. But uh, he turned and saw him the disciple whom Jesus loved, following who also had leaned on his breast at the supper. And he said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus. He's speaking to John right here. Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, he said, what about him? What about this man? 
And Jesus said this. He said, if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? He said, Peter said, I, I heard what was going to happen to me. I don't know, is it this? Is it my hair on my face? Is it something? Everybody's, is it this one? I'm not sure. Okay. Crazy. But Peter is asking Jesus, he's, he's talking to him, and, and he says, I've heard what's going to happen to me. I've heard you say what's going to happen to me. You prophesied about my death. You've told me what was going to happen to me. And he said, he said, but Lord, what about him? What about this man? And he's talking about John. And in verse 22, look at it. Jesus said to him, he said, if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? What is that to you? What he said, he said, worry about yourself, Peter. Mind your own business. He said, mind your own business. Worry about yourself. He said, I'm just telling you to follow me. I'm just telling you to follow me. That's what he's saying. Everybody say those last words with me. You follow me. Father, we thank you, Lord. God is, we often ask that question. What about them? Why me, Lord? Father, you give us a divine instruction to follow you. So, Lord, I pray as we go through this today, God, if, if anyone's in here and they're asking that question, God, Father, that they follow that invitation. Lord, that they just follow you. God, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And I want to speak to you for a few minutes about this because, because this was an amazing moment. Jesus had already risen from the dead, okay, he had already been resurrected from the dead, and he, he is preparing a restoration meal for Peter on the shore. So, so before, before he was crucified, Peter had denied Jesus. We know the story, right? He had denied Jesus three times, and, and after the, the resurrection, he is preparing a, a restoration meal for, for, for Simon Peter. And he asked him three different times, leading up to the verses of which we just read, he asked him three different times, he said, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And Simon Peter says, of course, you know, you know I love you. You know I love you. And Jesus kept saying this, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Right? And then comes this prophecy of Christ to Simon Peter. Directly after, he says, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Comes this prophecy of Christ. And it said, there's coming a day that's going to be different for you from how things are right now. There's coming a day that is going to be a lot different. You, you're young and you're strong right now. You can come and go as you please. You can do whatever it is you want to do. He said, but there's coming a day when men are going to come and they're going to bind you, he says, and you're going to die. You're going to walk a path and you're going to die a death that you would never choose. And this is what's going to happen. You would never choose this. And he's prophesying to Peter and he says, this spoke he of the way which he would die in the very next verse. And the first thing that Simon Peter does is when, when Jesus tells him this, 
he tells him how he's going to die, and he tells him this, this prophecy of, of, of what's going on, and he, he tells him what, what's happening and the will that, that, that God has for his life. All of a sudden, Peter shifts. Peter shifts, and he sees John, Jesus' favorite, right? The disciple whom Jesus loved. He sees John, and, and even the book of John says he's, he's the, the disciple. He was, the Jesus, he, he was the one who laid on Jesus' breast at the Last Supper. The disciple whom Jesus loved. And so he looks over, and he thinks about this. He, he thinks he's just, he's just been given a death sentence by Jesus. Can you imagine that? I'm going to try to move this for a minute because it is... Is it working now? If I stand here and do this the rest of the day, we'll be okay. Oh, I'm up here sweating and ain't even started yet because this thing is driving me crazy. I don't know what you want from me. I'm just playing. I'm, I'm only kidding, guys. Look, it's bow season. We can act a little crazy right now, can't we? We're good. Is that better? Come on. Okay. Jeez. Thank you, Scotty. Praise the Lord. I'm not sure about these things that's going on. I probably don't even need this thing, to be honest with you, but I'm going to use it anyway, okay? But listen to... The first thing that, that Simon Peter does when, when he hears what the will that, that Jesus has for his life, he looks over and, and, and like I said, he, he's just been given a death sentence by Jesus. You have just been given a death sentence. And he asks his questions. He says, well, well you just told me what, what was going to happen to me. He says, and it's not a blessing. It's not something I'm going to hang on my refrigerator and look at from time to time. It, you told me something that's going to that's happen to me, and, and, and that fulfillment of that promise, he, he looks at me, he says, but, but what about him? Come on. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but, but he says, he says but, but what about him? Am I the only one that's ever done that? Come on, y'all. We're in church. Can we? You get something, but what about him? Why me? Come on. And Jesus gives him a stern rebuke. Jesus gives him a stern rebuke. And he says, what is it to you? What is it to you? You follow me. That's what he said. He said, what is it to you? What is it to you that, that your life is going one way and I got, a, I got a different plan for him? What's it to you? That's what he said. He said, what's it to you that his life is going one way and, and your life is going another way? I thought you said I was Lord. I thought you said you wanted my will for your life. That's what he said. What's it to you? I thought you said my will would be done in your life. I thought you said that you would follow me. I'll follow you wherever you go, Jesus, but Whoa, what about, what about him? Come on, y'all. You better, you better. Y'all ain't hearing me. You ain't hearing me this morning. Listen, instead, Peter, he begins to look at John. 
He, he, he begins to see John walking up and he says, why is all this happening to me? Why is this happening to my family? Why is this happening to my finances? Why am I getting the bad medical report? Why am I getting all this? Why is this happening to me, Jesus? Why? Why? Why my business? Why? Why me? But look at them. He said, look at their life. Look at his life. He's, he's never going to die. And he's the only one, as a matter of fact, as history plays out through all this, John is the only one. Listen, all the other disciples died a horrible death. They were beheaded. Peter was crucified upside down. They had all, I mean, just horrible, horrible deaths, horrible deaths. And, and as this plays out, y'all should probably read Fox's Martyr book. Has anyone ever read that? Fox's Book of Martyrs, it talks about how all the, all the disciples were, were, you know, how they were all killed. And the only one who died of natural causes was John. The only one who died of natural causes. And Simon Peter is looking at him and he's saying, but Jesus, it ain't fair. It ain't fair. Am I the only one that's ever said that? Oh, y'all got kids in here? I know you got kids in here. It ain't fair. No matter doing that, and I got to go. My daughter's looking at me all crazy. But that's what they say. He say Peter looks at me and says, but Jesus, it ain't fair. It's not fair. We make a mistake. God, listen, I want to tell you this. Instead of accepting what Jesus allows in our life, do you hear me? What Jesus allows in our life. He doesn't do it. Listen, we live in a natural world. I want to tell you this. We live in a natural world, and we live in a world where either where, where even other, other people's choices can affect us, and you may be completely innocent, right? Other people's choices can affect us. That's the kind of world we live in. We have free human will. We have free human will. And people say, well, why didn't God step in? Why didn't God... Stop the car wreck. If you're such a good God, why does my mother-in-law, why is she dying of cancer? What's going on, God? Why us? Why me? Because number one, I want to tell you, God does intervene supernaturally and miraculously. Amen. Amen. He does. But sometimes there's the non-interventions of God. I knew I wasn't going to get a lot of amens on that. But sometimes there's the non-interventions of God. And you're going to have both of them in situations, in different situations in your life. You know that? Amen? You are going to have the interventions of God in your life. And sometimes in your life, you are going to have the non-interventions of God. I'm telling you. You're going to get those times where, where God does step in. And he does do a big miracle in your life. Come on. He did it in my life a year ago. I'm telling you right now. He did it in my life. A year ago, and that's beautiful, that's wonderful. That's the kind of God we serve. Amen? But then there's others. There's others. There's other situations. There's other times. Like my stepmom, who was 60 years old when she died of cancer. My wife's uncle was 50. 50 years old. And he died. I've seen good men and good women in their prime. telling you, taken without an explanation. I know you know what I'm talking about. I've seen good men and good women 
in their prime, taken without an explanation. All Jesus offered was a follow me, an invitation, an invitation. He says, just follow me. It's all he gave you was an invitation. He says, I don't have to explain everything to you. I don't have to tell you everything that's going on. You, you may never even understand this and what's happening in your life right now. He says, I don't have to explain it to you. And Simon Peter's standing there with a question mark for a brain. And he's looking. He's standing there and he's looking and he says, but what about him? He's got a question mark for a brain. He's sitting up there. He's like, why didn't that disciple get the same direction that I got, Jesus? What about him? Do you have favorites? Do you not love me? Come on. Do you not favor me? Can I tell you, anytime you get your eyes off of Jesus and you get them on somebody else, it hinders what God wants to do in your life. Amen. Whenever you get your eyes off of Jesus and you start putting them on somebody else, it hinders what God wants to do in your life. Equality is not transferred in the kingdom of God. Amen. Equality cannot be transferred in the kingdom of God. He has a plan for your life. And he has a plan for my life. His plan for me might not look like the plan he has for you. But I'll still follow him. Come on. But I'll still follow him. He's got you on a different plan than he does me. His plan for you may be more public and may be more greater and more extravagant than anything that he has for me, anything that I'll ever experience in my life. I don't know. My job is not to get my eyes on them, but to keep my eyes on him. My job is not to keep my eyes on them, but keep my eyes on him. And I said, I will follow you, Jesus. And wherever this leads me, I trust him. I trust him. Thank you, Jesus. I hold his hand through sorrow, through brokenness, through brokenheartedness. That, listen, though I lose everything, I'm still going to hold his hand and I'm going to keep my eyes on him. Amen. Amen. Mm. Wherever I go, I have this firm confidence that he's with me. This firm confidence that he's with me. He is in complete control of my life, not just when good things are happening to me. He is in complete control of my life. Come on. Not just when I'm getting those good prophecies. Right? Not when I'm just getting those good prophecies. You know, Jesus gave him a bad prophecy. Some of us, we, we like to think prophecies are like fortune cookies. Come on. I want a word from the Lord. Well, let me tell you something. Here's a word from the Lord. Here it comes. I just feel like throwing them out at you this morning. Huh? That's a word from the Lord. It might say something like, you shall be rich. It's just a fortune cookie. It ain't going to hurt you. It says a, a wife is coming. Huh? I was going to throw this to my wife, but this one... 
says a boyfriend's coming. Come on, it's no telling. We think that prophecies are like fortune cookies. It never says stuff like this, but saith the Lord that you are going to be up all night and you're going to be crying all night and you're going to be going through hell and you're going to have problems that are coming your way. It never says anything like that, right? We think it's just fortune cookies. You're about to have a setback like you've never had before in your life. Peter, you're about to be crucified upside down. Never says anything like that. He says, but I'm going to let you mature. I'm going to let you mature. I'm going to let you grow. He said, I'm going to let other people see you struggling. And in your struggle, they're going to get hope because they see that you didn't give up. They're not going to give up. Amen. He gave Peter a bad prophecy. He says, but in your struggle, other people are going to get hope. Why won't he heal me? Why does he heal other people? Why does he deliver some and not others? Why? Why does he save somebody else's family? I've been praying for mine. But why does he save somebody else's family? We almost get an attitude like that, don't we? We almost get an attitude when we're, we're going through trials and, and tribulations. It's like, well, I've been fasting and praying and and paying my tithes? What do you, what do you do? And that thing right there? And that thing comes rolling up in their perfect little leave it to beaver family. Their perfect little walk in, they're all blessed and highly favored of God. And, and like nothing's going wrong. And then you look at your family over there and they're looking like Ozzy Osbourne's family. Huh? Been fussing and fighting and cussing out in the parking lot. All jacked up, all crazy. Then they all come in and try, listen, it's all right. It's all right. He's still Lord. Amen. He's still Lord. I tell you, we serve a Savior who says, I'm going to take everything that the enemy meant to go against you. He said, I'm going to take it. I'm going to mess all his schemes. I'm going to mess all his plans. And I'm going to mess all his plots up. Because he's still Lord. He's still Lord. Come on. Woo! God has called us to certain things. And his plan for you is different than his plan for me. Amen? The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, look at verse 12. He says, for we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. But they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. What he's saying is when you compare yourself with other people, you do not good. That's what he's saying. When you compare yourself with other people, it's not good. When you start saying, well, if God loves me, he'll bless me, and, and, and he'll do this, and, and he'll do that. And, and if he loves me, look how he's doing for them and, and everything that he does for them. And, and he ain't done nothing for me. Nah, 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 nah. Right? You start comparing yourself with other people, you do not good. What's it to you? That's all Jesus is going to say. What's it to you? What I do for them. What I don't do for you. What's it to you? 
mean, this is dead serious too, guys. Listen, this is dead serious. I'm talking about people who will stand at a grave of somebody you love dearly and you thought with all your heart that God was going to heal them. Tell me. And I am in no way taking away the fact that God does intervene and there are miracles under the sound of my voice in this room who would not be here right now had God not intervened. Amen? Come on. There are miracles under the sound of my voice in this room who would not be here right now had God not intervened. I wouldn't be here right now if God had not intervened in my life. I'm telling you. We had a miracle in our family. 11 months ago, I was on a ventilator. I was dying from COVID. A 98% fatality rate. Very grim. Amen. I was all but dead. And God delivered. Hallelujah. And God delivered. I still have a lot of issues from the COVID. I ain't even going to lie to you. But thanks be unto God, I'm alive. Thanks be unto God, I'm alive. I'm here. I'm here. And I want to tell you right now, and I want to testify that God does intervene. He does. He does intervene. But I also want to testify that sometimes he says back. And he says, what's it to you if I take you on a different path? I still want you to have joy. I still want you to have joy. I still want you to have happiness. I still want you to have faith. He said, I still want you to trust me. I still want you to believe, even though I'm taking you on a different path than I did him. I still want you to have faith. And I thought about this, how how Simon Peter said this, and he's kind of getting an attitude, right? He's kind of looking at him, he's like, but what about him? What about him? A little attitude. And then you fast forward into the New Testament in the books of Acts, the book of Acts chapter 12. Look, we talked about this last week. I told you all last week I was going to pick on Peter for a couple weeks. But we talked about this story. Watch this. Now, Herod, Herod is such a wicked king. He is such a wicked king in Acts 12 too. It says, it says, then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. He cuts his head off. Cuts his head off. And in the cell right next to him is Simon Peter. But what about him? Right? In the cell right next to John, or or James, is, is, is Simon Peter. And the king said, as soon as the sun comes up in the morning, I want you to cut Peter's head off too. I want you to cut Peter's head off too. And the church was praying for both of these men at a woman's house named Rhoda. Read it. Read, read, read Acts chapter 12. Was praying at a woman's house named Rhoda. They were having an old-fashioned prayer meeting. They were praying. They were pleading the blood of Jesus. They were pleading the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, save them. Oh, God, please save them. Save them, save them. Oh, God. And James got his head cut off. 24 hours later, Simon Peter was supposed to be executed. Watch, watch. Listen to this. We talked about this last week. We talked about it last week. And God sends an angel to the same prison. Two cells right next to each other. Two cells beside each other. One of them gets their head cut off and the other one has a jailbreak. Amen. Look at Acts 12, verse 7. Look at Acts chapter 12, verse 7. It says, now behold, we read it last week. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him. And a light shone in the prison. 
And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off. The chains fell off his hands. The angel had to wake him up, escorts him out of the prison. And then he goes to the prayer meeting. They open the door and, and they're all shouting and praising God. And his kids are coming up to him and they're like, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. Oh, thank you, Daddy, Daddy. His wife, he did have a wife because he had a mother-in-law who had a fever. And because I know that, the Bible says that he had, a, he had a wife. And then he comes up and, but Jesus healed her fever. He might not heal your fever. But he healed her fever, right? And then they're all coming up and they're like, Daddy, Daddy. Well, that's not much of a faith message. Yes, it is. You don't even know what faith is. Come on. Faith isn't always getting a miracle. Faith isn't always getting a miracle. Faith isn't always believing. It, it, it's, it's believing when you don't even understand. Amen? Faith is standing firm and throwing your hands up and praising God no matter what the outcome is. That's what faith is. No matter what it looks like for you, that's what faith is. And, and I... I I couldn't help but think of James's family, right? Couldn't help but think of James's family. And while everybody's shouting and Peter's wife is hugging him and, and everybody's coming up to him and his kids are running around pulling on his pant legs and like, Daddy, 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 Daddy. I couldn't help but think of, I wonder what James's family was thinking. I wonder what his widow was thinking. What was she doing? Mm. Isn't that amazing? Come on, y'all. You got a problem one day? Because, listen, this is life, folks. Right? This is life. It's what happens. You got a problem one day. Everything's falling apart. The wheels are falling off. It's how it is. You're just one of these people that want to serve God for whatever he can do for you. Whatever he can give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. Come on. That's what y'all want to do. Just serve the Lord for whatever he can do for you. Come on, Lord. You'll have some of those days that are just going to blow your mind. And God is going to show up and he's going to do stuff. He can do it. But you're also going to have some of those days when he says, I want you to follow me for me. That's it. I want you to follow me for me. I don't want you to follow me for any other reason. But because you love me and you want to do what I've called you to do. But what about him? What about him? Why, why me, God? Well, my assignment for you is one thing. I'm telling you, feed my sheep. Amen? But then my assignment for, for you is on the day of Pentecost is you're going to step out into the streets and you're going to give birth to a mighty church. Amen? That's what he's saying. And it's going to send revival throughout the world that you are a part of to this day. My assignment for you is different than my assignment for you. But what am I in? Come on, y'all. Y'all ain't understand. Who am I preaching to this morning? What about him? He said, but I also have a plan for John. He said, I'm going to put him out on the island of Patmos, and then my spirit's going to come, and it's going to land on him and rest on him, and, and, and I'm going to catch him up into heaven and he's going to write a little brochure on heaven called Revelations. Come on, y'all. You better read your Bible. He's going to write a little brochure on heaven called Revelation. He's going to talk about streets of gold and gates of pearl. Come on, he's going to give hope to people that are be that's, that's completely beyond this world. I got a plan for John and I got a plan for you, Peter. 
What's it to you? He's got one plan for him and, and one plan for him. And, and what's, it, what's it to you if I want to do this with him and then I, I got a different plan for you and I've got you going over here? What's it to you? What's it to you? Why was I abused? Why was I taken advantage of by somebody else in my life when I was a kid? Or, but what about them? Why not them? You don't love me? Why didn't God intervene? Sometimes it's people's choices. Sometimes it's people's choices. If somebody gets drunk today and takes off down the road and kills a family, that's not God. Come on. Thank you for those 17 hand claps. The rest of you, it's not God. It's people's choices. They run into a family. It's, listen, it's human will. Do you want God to suspend free human will completely? No. You could be completely innocent. Well, pastor, what are you saying? Well, I'm saying either way, we have to get to a mature faith. Amen? I'm saying either way, no matter what happens, we got to get to a mature faith. We have to get to a place where we say, whatever happens in my life, come on, y'all, whatever happens, sunshine or rain, I'm going to lift my hands and I'm going to praise you, Jesus. Come on, y'all. Though he slay me, amen, though he slay me, I will trust him. I will face it with joy. I will face it with faith. I will face it even when I don't understand. But what about him? I'll face it even when I don't understand what's going on. Look at Jesus on the cross. Why did God not intervene? Why didn't Jesus on the cross call down a thousand angels like he said he could? He said he could. He said, I could call down a legion of angels right now. Why didn't he? But he knew by the non-intervention. Come on, y'all. He knew by the non-intervention of God. Mm. He could have just sat there. He could have said, you just wait. You just wait. You for driving those nails through my hands. He could have clenched his fists. He said, I'm going to get you back. If it's the last thing I do for the rest of my life, I'm going to get you back. But instead, what did he do? Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He knew by the nine interventions of God. Look at Stephen standing there, being stoned to death. The Bible says his face lit up like an angel, and they, they, they could not resist the spirit by which he spoke. His face lit up like an angel while they're stoning him. You know, God could have turned those stones into marshmallows. Why didn't he intervene? He let Simon Peter out of prison. But there came a time later on when the apostle Paul gets beat with whips. Read Acts 16. He was bloodied and beaten and his back was striped. Don't you know that God could have intervened? He could have turned that whip into wet noodles. 
But he didn't. He didn't. He said, no, I've got a cause. I've got a purpose. I've got a purpose. Come on, y'all. I'm going to show my glory in somebody's life. I'm going to show my glory in lives. Listen, you follow me. You follow me through this thing. That's what he's telling you. I've got a purpose for it. You follow me through this. It's not your time for that. It's your time for this. That's what he says. It's not your time for that. It's your time for this. I'm allowing you to go through it. Even though you don't understand all that I'm doing right now, you have no idea what's going on. But I promise you, God is going to get glory out of it if you'll follow me. You don't understand what I'm doing. If you'll just follow me, God's going to get glory out of it. And Stephen is being stoned. Listen, Stephen's being stoned. And your Bible says that there's a guy named Saul of Tarsus who's holding the coats, holding the coats of the people who are throwing the stones, right? Your Bible said he, Saul of Tarsus is holding the coats. Saul of Tarsus would eventually become the Apostle Paul. Amen? Had Stephen not had to deal with the non-interventions of God, come on, y'all. Had Stephen not had to deal with the non-interventions of God, and the rocks are hitting him. And he's saying, he, he, the Bible says he sees Jesus, he's dying, he's being stoned to death as he's sitting there staring at Jesus. The apostle Paul is standing there, and something is happening in him. Uh, something is going on with him. He's standing there holding the coats, and something is happening. He was a hater of Christianity. Now something, listen, is going on. A seed is being planted in him as, because of the non-interventions of God, Right? So the Apostle Paul is being, do you understand what I'm saying? Do y'all understand what I'm saying this morning? Come on, y'all. Sometimes, sometimes God allows us to go through stuff to show his grace to other people. Amen. We have no idea what he's doing, but he allows us to go through stuff. To show his grace to other people. I'll speak for my own family. We've been through things. We've been through a lot. Still going through things. Honestly, that I never ever dreamed that we would walk through. Amen. Never dreamed we'd have to deal with some of this stuff. I'll never forget making those phone calls to my kids. And tell them I love them. I, I'm just, you know, they didn't know because I didn't say nothing to them. But I called and told them I loved them. And uh, <clears throat> making a phone call to my wife and saying goodbye to her. I love you. I was dying. My family was being shattered. You know that? Our world was falling to pieces. Can I tell you, I'd pray for y'all. I'd meet with y'all. I'd counsel y'all. I'd talk to you. And, and, and I thought I understood. I'm being dead serious, y'all. This is real, man. I thought I understood. 
I was trying to be as sincere as I could with y'all. Thank you. I had no idea until he hit my doorstep. I had no idea until he hit my family. Our world was crashing and burning. But I fast forward to this past month. Come on, y'all. I fast forward to this past month standing right here in front of Restoration Church, in front of all you people, telling you that God did intervene in my life. I'm here to tell you right now. And the Lord said this. The Lord said if we had not gone through that. And I stand here and look at you awesome people. My mother-in-law been fighting cervical cancer. Now diagnosed with lung cancer. It's a grim prognosis, y'all. I'm just being real. She's in the fight of her life over these next few months. Why us? Why my family, God? What about them? Why me? Why are we going through this again? Come on. Why us? He said, what's it for you? You follow me. Come on. What's it for you? You follow me. And all I can say is if you follow him, he's going to work it all out. Amen. Amen. That's all I can tell you. That's all I can tell you. I laid in that hospital bed for 51 days fighting COVID. Got angry at God. Why me? Where are you? Why is this happening to us? I didn't know that God was going to do something exceedingly abundantly above anything that I could ever think or ask. I had no idea. And I'm here to tell you that my family has stuff going on just like y'all's. We got junk going on just like y'all. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning. But I'm telling you right now, you don't have a perfect preacher, nor a perfect family does he have. I'm just telling you. Woo. But boy, I'll tell you what we do got. I'll tell you what we do got. We got the blood of Jesus on our family. We got the blood of Jesus on our kids. We got the blood of Jesus on their good. We got the blood of Jesus on their bad. We got the blood of Jesus on our marriage. We got the blood of Jesus on our house. And I tell you, when the trumpet sounds, we're going to heaven. That's what I tell you we got. What's it to you? What about them, God? What's it to you? But I'll tell you right now, when the trumpet sounds, my family's going to heaven no matter what path we have to take to get there. That's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you that right now. You better get a hold of this. Hallelujah. And I'll follow him. I'll follow him. I'll follow him right through everything, every fire, every circumstance that he has us walk through. Amen. I want to tell somebody today, I can't promise you that it's going to happen like that. I can't promise you that you're not going to cry all night. I can't promise you that one day, bam, and you get your miracle. I can't promise you that. Sometimes it don't work like that. But I can't promise you if you'll hold on to God's unchanging hand and if you'll say, Lord, 
I'm walking with you, God, and I'm not going to let go of your unchanging hand until you bless me. And you walk with him and you hold him. And I tell you, I'm seeing breakthrough in every area of my life right now. Amen. I'm telling you. Can somebody shout for the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody take a minute and let hell know that heaven's going to win. Let them know. Let them know. You go ahead and get louder than that. And go ahead and let hell know that they ain't going to win this fight. Come on, somebody. Let's go. Heaven wins this one. Heaven wins this one. Woo. Come on.